so I'm sitting in my bedroom right now and I live really close to a major road so you're probably hearing some traffic noise in the background and I have been debating about where I should record this podcast and when I can do it where the noise will be best for you guys and maybe I should just record it from my car like parked somewhere more quiet and this has been causing me to procrastinate for over a week so today my afternoon cleared up and I just decided that I would record it here in my bedroom where the noise is not perfect um, but we're doing it anyway so here we are before we get started I wanted to let you know that I pulled a an oracle card before I started recording and my deck is magical messages from the fairies by Doreen Virtue and the card that I pulled is it says your wish is granted what you've asked for is coming true and I've had this deck of cards for about five years now and this is probably the card that I pull most often so let me read what it says inside the little book that comes with the card deck it says what you've asked for is coming true. The fairies know how to magically manifest all of their material needs and desires. They also assist people like yourself in making their dreams come true. This card represents that the fairies are very happy to grant your wish. They work in concert with all of the universal forces and energies, but can also help your prayer rapidly manifest by going with the flow in your own life. Stay as centered and peaceful as possible because negativity could block your desire. Go outside in nature often to keep your spirit soaring with the magical energies and gratitude. And I just thought that was so perfect for us. And this is my first podcast recording for this new podcast. And there's so much that I want to share with you guys. Um, and I've been so nervous to do this because it's outside of my comfort zone and it's stretching me and it's sharing pieces of my soul with you that I haven't ever really shared with anyone that deeply before. So I hope you're ready to get weird. Okay, so let's just dive in. So I recently discovered that I'm an indigo child and that my soul volunteered to come here to earth to shift the consciousness and wake people up and I know how crazy that sounds to most people like it sounds kind of crazy to me and that's why I've been so hesitant to even like share this information um, and I'll talk more about this fear and hesitation later because there's so much anxiety around me fully stepping into this and the vision that I have of what I want my life to look like and a piece of that is this podcast but you know that's just it like even though I'm terrified of what people will think that they'll think I'm crazy or that I've gone insane or like fallen off the deep end this just it all feels bigger than that um I know I have a mission I know I am here to do this I know that I meant to like quote-unquote wake people up and I know that I meant to do that by sharing my experiences and by walking the walk, as they say. So all of the topics that 
I want to cover on this podcast, they're things that fascinate me and things that I want to learn more about and things that I want to experience and kind of play around with. And I want to share that with you because I believe that by my own experiences, I'm kind of acting as a role model or guide for you and giving you the the permission to do that yourself. Um, so some of these topics are going to be human design, astrology, the Akashic records, quantum field, energy, vibrations, manifestation, past lives, all of this. It's just, I find it all so fascinating. So um, I really want to use this podcast as a way to share my experiences in real time as I dive into each of these topics and learn more about all of this. You know, I, in so many of these, I feel like such a beginner, like, I know that they interest me, but I feel kind of like a baby chick, like hatching out of its shell for the very first time. And I'm just like wide eyed and I want to soak it all up, but I don't really know what it's about. And so my intention is that this podcast is going to be a way that I can share what I learned with you and hopefully it will shift something inside of you too. So we're going to start with this idea of being an indigo child. So I learned that I was an indigo child about two weeks ago, I guess. It was confirmed for for me. I was listening to a podcast and the term indigo child was mentioned and it just was like a ping went off inside me of like, oh, what is that? Like, I'm, I'm intrigued. And so I did a little bit of Googling. I watched some YouTube videos and immediately my heart was like, yes, this is it. So if you don't know, an indigo child is someone who's known as being an empath, being very curious, being strong willed, they can be perceived by their family and friends as being a little bit strange or um, they have this like sense of entitlement. Like, I know I'm meant to be here. I know I'm meant for something more. I'm deserving of this. Um, they're very intelligent. They're highly intuitive. They resist um, control and authority and rules in terms of like, this is the way it's always been. So this is the way it has to be. Um, and I found some articles online that talked about it. And so I'll read you um, pieces of that. So it says, an indigo child is an upgraded blueprint of humanity, a term that came up when addressing the aura colors of these very different kids. So this happened in, I would say, like the 70s and 80s. And previously, auric fields were expected shades of the rainbow, but indigo's fields was dominated by a royal blue color. They're gifted souls on a mission to challenge and shift reality. They're old souls, and their mission is clearly laid out to shake up the modern world and pave the way for future generations to create greater peace and harmony for all. It says, you feel entitled. You know you're meant to be here. You have high expectations for yourself and others. You're highly perceptive. You're creative. You're a change maker, and you want to overthrow the man. You're driven, passionate, focused, and psychic. So as I'm reading all of this and researching, I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. Like it just um, confirms these things that you know about yourself and it just makes sense. Like, yeah, that's me. So for me, like I've always felt like I was different from other kids growing up. I was um, quieter than a lot of the kids that I grew up with. I felt like I was much more 
intuitive and mature and um, always kind of like lived on the outskirts of the social groups like I had friends um, but I wasn't I wasn't ever the popular kid I wasn't ever the one who had like 15 friends Um, it was just much more um, kind of in my own world a lot of the times and a piece of being an indigo child is also that you have this like subconscious spirituality like not necessarily religion but this knowing that there's a greater power more than what we see as humans and I've always felt that I was raised Christian um, my family went to church from as long as I can remember and even in elementary school I went to a private Baptist school where we had chapel several times a week and memorized Bible verses. So I was raised with a very um, conservative Christian structure in terms of religion, but it never felt right to me. It never felt like something that I could really fully get behind or that I 100% agreed with or believed. But I did believe in something bigger than me. I did believe in some kind of spiritual force. this idea of God as a higher power, not necessarily of God as sitting on a throne in heaven, this man with a white beard, you know? Um, so I had a very strong spiritual instinct even as a child, and that's just gotten stronger and stronger the older that I've, that I've gotten. Um, but it wasn't until like probably 2000, I want to say like 2010, so 10 years ago, where I started exploring spirituality outside of religion, just in terms of meditation and yoga and um, more interest in like Buddhist principles and loving kindness and kind of very slowly stepping outside of the box that I'd always put myself in because it was, I don't want to say comfortable because it, it never felt authentic to me, but it was what was expected of me um, to stay inside this, this Christian religion box. Um, so slowly over the past 10 years, I've been exploring what might be outside of that. Um, and even like this fell over into my, my career journey, my career path. So I've always wanted to you know, like thinking of what I wanted to major in in college and what kind of career I wanted to have back in high school, I remember thinking, okay, what's the biggest impact that I can make? How can I help the most people or what can I do that will basically change people's lives? Like I wanted to have a big impact. I really wanted to help people. Um, I wanted to do something that would be remembered, um, kind of like the biggest bang for your buck, but in terms of like impact. So back when I was uh, like 19, I decided I wanted to help children in the hospital, um, like specifically children in cancer treatments, helping them through their treatment kind of as a therapist. Um, It was a career called Child Life Specialist where you walk children and their families through their treatment and um, their stay in the hospital. So you're not necessarily a medical professional, but you're providing this extra layer of support for them. And, uh, you know, that's what I I studied in college. And then after college, I went on to grad school and got my master's in psychological counseling to be a therapist. 
Um, after that, I transitioned into being a life coach and then I did yoga teacher training. And, um, you know, in the past year, I've gotten into human design and astrology. So my career trajectory has really been about helping people and providing support and this safe space to be yourself and explore how you're feeling and your perceptions of the world and really get more in tune with yourself but the way that that has um like the form that that has taken has shifted over the last 10 years but through all of that my my mission has been to help people so when this idea of being an indigo child came about and uh that as an indigo child, your mission here is to uh, wake people up. I was like, yeah, that's what I've been doing all along. I just didn't really realize it. So now I believe that we all, like our souls have always been in existence and we all come from this, this field, right? And I believe that my soul volunteered to come here in this moment to share new ideas, to stretch our belief of what's possible and what's real, and to be an example of how we can implement these ideas into our everyday life. So it's not just this like broad, vague, esoteric belief or idea, but it's something that you're putting into like practical use every single day so that you feel more like yourself. So that's what I think, I think my mission is. Um, and I got the, the ping from my intuition, my guides, whatever you want to call it to start this podcast and to share about these things. And when that happened, I was like, yes, that feels so good. And then immediately my, my mind, my monkey brain, you know, was like, that feels so scary (laughs) because, you know, all of these fears of, I mean, I can just rattle them off. You're not good enough. You're not organized. uh, You're not going to have a compelling message for people. It's not going to be helpful. People who do listen are going to think you're either too woo woo and crazy and out there or like you're such a beginner you don't even know what you're talking about you're not good enough so it's like both ends of the spectrum I have put myself in this like between rock and a hard place of it's never good enough um so I'm doing it anyway but I kind of sat with these fears for the past few weeks and it's funny because I was watching Netflix one day and um there's a series called The Goop Lab with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's company, Goop. And I watched all of the episodes. I thought it was so interesting. I loved learning. Like, basically, everything they talk about in that show is what I want to explore in this podcast. And I watched it, and then I did some Googling around it. And there was so much criticism and backlash and people thinking it was not good or ridiculous Um, And then there was a New York Times article written about it. And I'm going to read you some of the quotes because I was reading this article and I was like, oh man, this is exactly what I've been feeling about my podcast. And it's just, you know, it's proving that when you share these ideas, it is criticized by people. And that's just kind of, 
I don't want to say it's a fact of life because I feel like when you say things like that, you're accepting it and manifesting more of that. But that seeing that something that I loved, like the Goop Lab was criticized in this way, it made me feel like, okay, well, if it happens, it's fine. That doesn't mean anything about me or the work that I am doing. That is a reflection of the the criticizer. (laughs) So anyway, this is what that article said. It says, criticism of Goop is founded, at least in part, upon deeply ingrained uh, reserves of fear, loathing, and ignorance about things we cannot see, touch, authenticate, prove, own, or quantify. It is emblematic of a cultural insistence that we squash intuitive measures and quote-unquote other ways of knowing. The sort handed down via oral tradition, which for most women throughout history was the only way of knowing. In other words, it's classical patriarchal devaluation. It's condescending to suggest that if we're interested in having agency over our bodies, if we're open to experiencing heightened states of awareness and emotion, if we're amazed and eager to learn about the possibilities of touch and intention and energy, and if we'd like to do anything within our power to stay out of doctor's offices, we're somehow privileged morons who deserve an intellectual, read patriarchal, beatdown openness to intuitive measures that might help us avoid or ameliorate chronic despair and disease does not make us flat earthers. I love it, you guys. (laughs) Like that explains all of the fears that I've been having, like to a T. And it just, reading that article was like my, the cheerleader inside of me being like, you can do this anyway. Like people are going to have their opinions and if they don't like what you're doing or if they criticize what you're doing, that's okay. So we're moving forward anyway, (laughs) Um, despite the fear and trusting that our intuition and the mission that we're here to serve people is bigger than that. So that's kind of the foundation of all of this, you guys. So I want to share an episode with you each week and next week I want to talk about human design because that has been my biggest focus over the last year. Um, If you're not familiar, human design is a combination of astrology, the chakra system, Kabbalah, and the I Ching. It's based off of your birth information and each person has their own um, energetic blueprint or chart that tells you what your energy is, what your aura is, and how you're meant to serve the world. Um, You know, learning about human design, it has become one of my favorite systems. And when I learned my human design type in my chart, it validated everything I knew about myself. Um, I am a 6'2 splenic projector. And as I continued diving deeper and deeper into that, um, it just made me feel like I wasn't wrong or I wasn't not enough or I wasn't um, playing too small like I am living exactly as I'm supposed to so we're going to be talking more about that next week and I'll share what my chart looks like and how I've been implementing the different pieces of my chart into my everyday life and um, give you some tips about how you can do the same so I hope that you will tune back in next week and we will see you here Thanks so much. I love you guys all. If you have any questions or you want to send me a message, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am at human design with Ashley. I hope you have a fabulous week and we'll talk to you later.